I'm Ruxandra Guidi, host of The Catch, a podcast from Foreign Policy and the Walton Family Foundation about the seafood we eat and the impact it can have on our world. This season, we'll hear how Norway is handling cod's changing migration patterns and what it says about fisheries in other parts of the world. Season three of The Catch is out now. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 24th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. President Trump effectively surrendered his three-week protest of the election results on Monday night by giving the green light for the government's official transition process to begin. Though procedural in nature, Trump's acceptance of the General Services Administration doing what has historically been routine amounts to a dramatic capitulation and caps an extraordinary 16-day standoff since Biden was declared the winner on November 7th. By continuing to subvert the vote and delay the transition, Trump recognized that he risked becoming isolated within his own party. On Monday, the Michigan Board of State Canvassers certified Biden's win there, while earlier in the day, more than 100 CEOs and dozens of Republican national security veterans urged Trump to accept the results because they said refusing to do so was endangering our security and economy while undermining the pandemic response. Trump yielded, naturally, with a tweet, saying he had agreed to support the Biden transition, quote, in the best interest of our country. Yet he also vowed to continue his push to overturn the results, adding, quote, our case strongly continues. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we will prevail. A senior Trump campaign advisor said candidly that the tweet should be read as a concession, even though you'll never expect to hear Trump say that word. This advisor added, quote, it's as close to a concession as you will probably get. Josh Dossie, Tom Hamburger, Amy Gardner, and Phil Rucker report that looking to bring some sense of closure, some of Trump's advisors are encouraging him to deliver a speech to the nation in which he doesn't concede but talks about his accomplishments in office and commits to peacefully leave the White House. Trump was angry yesterday about the whole situation, and he yelled at his political team during a conference call. He was particularly irate over comments made by Blackstone chairman Steve Schwartzman, one of his closest allies in the business community. Schwartzman was quoted saying Biden's victory is very certain and the country needs to move on. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows told other staff last night that it is time for them to begin coordinating with their counterparts from Biden's team. Emily Murphy, the head of the GSA, approved the transition in an unusually personal two-page letter to Biden day after day as her boss has tried to subvert the results with false claims of fraud. The embattled head of that agency has refused to sign a piece of paper ascertaining that Biden has won. Trump claimed Monday that he had recommended Murphy sign that letter. She insisted in a letter to Biden that she had acted on her own and was never told what to do by anyone at the White House. So at least one of them is not telling the truth. If you needed another indication that the Trump presidency really, truly is coming to an end, here's another proof point for you. Secret Service agents in Trump's personal detail have been asked if they are willing to permanently relocate to West Palm Beach come January 20th. ABC reports that the Secret Service's Miami field office 
has also begun looking at physical reinforcements for Mar-a-Lago, where Trump plans to live full-time after moving out of the White House. Also, come January 21st, the New York Police Department is planning to work with the Secret Service to reduce the law enforcement footprint around Trump Tower in Manhattan, since it will no longer be designated as his primary residence. The results of that, for New Yorkers, will be a freer flow of traffic along Fifth Avenue. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.